course that is on my bucket list here in the San Antonio and greater San Antonio area. It's, it, everyone always says it's truly a hidden gym. And I said, no, nah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's in Castroville. What is in Castroville? And sure enough, uh, it's the hospitality. It's a quaint, charming course. Uh, they got an awesome, badass restaurant attached to it. And you know what? It just seems like the people there treat you right. And it's a course that you always want to go back to. But I'm super excited to get into this interview with Ben. Hey, Ben, thanks for joining the show, brother. I appreciate having you on. Andy, good to see you. All right, man, let's get right into it, man. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about the Alisation? Oh, it's uh, out in Cashville, Texas. Uh, it's about 63, 6,400 yards from the tips. Uh, a little par 71 course. Um, just a fun little track. Uh, it's been around since 1995. Um, original owner, Richard Russell, uh, started up the golf course. And um, recently, as of a couple years ago, Terry Dickerson is now the owner of the golf course. Um, it's been, it's just great. It's a fun little, fun little track and y'all need to come out and check it out if you've never been there. Well, I like to think that, uh, you know, I'm pretty well versed in some of the courses here and around town. Right. And you know what? I think one thing that really attracted and attracts a lot of people to your course is y'all's Wednesday skins games. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I, you know what? Uh, I have a second job and I work every Wednesday night, so I'm always out. I can never play in that game. But a lot of my boys, a lot of my blue collar brothers, they always blue collar golf brothers, they always go out there and play. And man, like they said, they get some nice pots and some nice action out there. Oh yeah, for sure. So we have actually a couple different games. Um, the Wednesday night scramble we have during the longer period daylight time. Uh, it's usually March through September. Uh, they just do a ten hole scramble. Um, but yeah, they usually get you know almost 50 guys 50 guys plus sometimes um right now starting to taper off a little bit dove hunting just started uh opening season was yesterday um so uh, yeah that's a fun little game and then we also have a money game on thursdays uh they're at one o'clock and um actually if a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast and tune in i'm sure they may have played before but it's actually the money game that came over from divine golf course it was there with Kevin Yandy for many, many years, and he retired and brought it a little closer to where he lives. Um, and uh, we've had that going for three, four years now. So, yeah, we have a little uh, exchanging of money going on a little <laughs> bit there. It's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good – it's a group, good group of guys, um, a lot of side bets, just drinking beer, having a good time. Well, we'll get a little bit – I got a couple of stories about some of the times that we've had out there and – uh, it's made it a little bit difficult that drive home, but we'll get to those a little bit later. <laughs> now, uh, why don't you tell us, how did you make your way out to the golf club? So I actually went to uh, high school at Medina Valley in Castroville. So I played on the golf team. I was actually graduated back in 07, um, showing my age a little bit. Um, it's getting harder and harder <laughs> to admit that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, that was actually our home course. I practiced there all the time. Um, Knew all the people there. Uh, just grew up in the community. Um, I actually kind of made my way back to the golf world because uh, of a professional golfer that I have a relationship with. His name's Curtis Reed. And uh, I actually started caddying for him. And his mom happens to be the general manager at the Alsatian. So, you know, when I was caddying for him, we had off weeks and stuff like that. So when I come home, I just, you can only sit around the house for so long. Uh, so I, just went out there and worked part-time. I 
know, like I said, it's, it's a hometown thing and know a lot of people, a lot of the members and known them for many, many years and um, just something to do, make a little extra cash and, you know, pass my time. What's the lowest round that you've ever shot out there? Me personally, 65. What's the course record? 57. 57? So 57 from the men's tees, 59 from the championship tees by the same person. Don't tell me it's Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure he's not getting some home cooking? He didn't get some home cooking out there? Well, he, that, he did grow up on that course. He <laughs> knows every little break. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's with, with talking with that, you know, this is episode 57, you were saying of your podcast and they actually, his first time being in a, the Valero Texas open, they did a, they found out about him shooting 57. So they wrote an article saying, Mr. 57 gets a shot. It's kind of funny how this is all lining up. That's just kind of funny. Well, uh, it, it's a small world. Uh, mm-hmm. I have known your parents for a good amount of time. My second <laughs> job, my second job is I do work bingo, and I've known your parents for the longest time. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's a small damn world. It is yeah, a small sir. damn world, especially the golf world, right? Especially yeah, absolutely. Here in San Antonio. Absolutely. And so, for many years, I worked at Randy's Ballroom for about nine years. Right. And uh, known your parents. Your parents. I mean, I always talk. Probably always talk, all nine years yeah. you were there. I bet. <laughs> I yeah. did. I always I always talk golf with your dad. Right. I always talk yeah. with Scott. And always, we're just always talking golf. And and then, you know, he told me that, you know, you were on the bag for Curtis in Canada. And he said, hey, we're going to be at the Valero Open. And then, uh, sure enough, right. uh, sure enough, I ran into him. And I just, I, you know what? I didn't put two and two together. And then finally, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing a little research. I'm doing a little, little stalking you on Facebook, right? And so I'm digging, getting into the archives, right? And right. then I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, this is. This is this is Ben. This is Ben. This is this is yeah. God's son, you know. And so, right. it's it's a small world, and I'm and I'm very glad because I I always I always talk to them about going out, and he said, yeah, going out there, going out there, going out there, and I was just like, man, you've been out there for a good while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I've been out there since. I guess I started started up doing part time there back in 2015. I want to say, uh, but like I said, I mean going through high school and stuff and growing up there. I mean, I've been out there, but as far as working, yeah, it's been year number six going into seven. So yeah. Now, now tell me how long has Laura been out there? Because it seems like everybody in the Ooh. golf world, they know Laura, they, they, they know Laura Kaufman Reed, right? They, they, yes, know, absolutely. Mrs. Reed. they know Mrs. Reed mm-hmm. and everyone, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at who's, no one's got anything bad to say about her and i'm like man she must be a saint and sure enough the first time i met her i was just like damn i was like hey you know all these are true it's legit yeah she's great she's uh she is a very colorful person um and uh she is the way i've she's like another mother to me i've known her since i was 15 and i'm 32 now so uh she is like another mother i mean i was always uh practicing with her son and playing and um now working for her, I actually work for two reads, which I never thought that would be a thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, she's how I describe her is she's someone that you can meet once and never forget. Right here. She has that impression. Just that just, yeah. Well, right here from Becky. Love us some Alisation Golf Club. Ben and Laura <laughs> are an added bonus. <laughs> Hi, Becky. Uh, well, thank you, Becky. For, thank you, Becky, for uh, commenting on here. Every now and then, you know, we'll get some good stuff and not so good stuff. And I keep like, sometimes it, <laughs> my show is nothing is OB, but depending on depending on the temperature, right? Depending Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. 
So what makes really uh, Alisation, uh, again, doing doing a lot of research on the course, even though I've been there, I've played there, uh, I've taken in a lot of the course and then a lot of, you know, uh, Juliana's. And what what does make it a, a true hidden gem? I mean, to me, my opinion, it has a lot to do with the small town um, of Casterville. Um, well, it's starting to get bigger and bigger. San Antonio's getting closer and closer. But um, that small town feel, uh, we got a couple nice stops. You know, Habe's Bakery, it's an iconic stop. Juke's Meat Market. Um, and the people, um, the hidden gem part, I will also say is, you know, with our staff there, I mean, we – we really are kind of like a tight knit family atmosphere. Um, we always have each other's back and that's, that's really nice to have. Um, but also as far as the golf course side of things, it's, it's quiet. Um, you know, you're, you're golfing by these large open fields on some of these holes. You see cattle out there and um, not, it's, it's just, it's not like any experience you'd have in San Antonio where it's a little bit more traffic noise, hustle and bustle type of thing. It's, you know, you play, you could play your round pretty quick there, but also you, it's, it's just a relaxing round. I truly, I truly believe that man. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting like some goosebumps. I don't know if you can see, I'm getting some goosebumps right there from just, from, like I'm getting, I really am just from, <laughs> just, just from how you're describing the course, because yeah. I think, and this is what I always try to do with my show. I try, I really want to place, the listener or the viewer, uh, you know, seeing the course from your eyes. Right. And I loved how you described it because again, you know, my buddy Jaime and I, we went there and we went and we played a little bit of sundown golf and it was just, it was, it was breathtaking. It was beautiful. You can feel like that, that the soul of golf, you know, the spirit of golf is freaking there. Yeah. And uh, you're right. It is. It's just, it, you're kind of taken out. Like, you know what, this isn't San Antonio. Uh, this isn't a city. And you're right. It, it, it's, it, it's, I think the hospitality, the people there, I think y'all are the people, I think y'all are really what make the course, you know, even better just because of how it. you treat people. Appreciate and, it. And right here, I got my buddy, Jeremiah says, great customer service every time I go back. Hey, again, thank you. You know, and it, it does, it, you know, we always try to, we always try to put, put, uh, you know, an outing out there just from how y'all treated us the previous time. Hey man, you know, it's how I look at it. I mean, I'm a golfer. How do I want to be treated when I go out to a golf course? I mean, I'm the, I'm the first point of, um, you know, when somebody walks through that door, I mean, they're going to get their first impression by me and just, just be yourself. Just be nice. Just, I mean, they're coming out to golf. They're coming out to have a great time. Start their great time when they walk through that door, you know? So, well, well, for some of the people that don't know about Alsatian, I want to go ahead and play just a little clip sure. uh, that shows uh, some great views of the holes and just a couple little things about it. Cool.
That was beautiful. Did, I, I yeah. want to know how many times did it take for that guy to make the putt? <laughs> I was actually there. I I want to say it was at least it had to be at least 10. No. I mean, I mean it had to be no. double digits. I mean, that was I mean, that was at least 15 16 feet. I mean, he was you know, ah, that's true. He that's had that true. camera back there. I don't know, yeah. man. But uh it was actually just a random customer. A lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw I saw the ball. It was a top flight, so yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't get him a logo ball or something. I mean, come on, dude. Well, I mean, it was kind of a spur of the moment. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us favorite hole on the course. Because somebody said right here, I got one of one of the cop. Uh, sometimes uh, they don't register on here the who the who the Facebook user is, but it says Alisation, home of Texas toughest second hole. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Boom. Got that. All right, here it is. Second second hole, right? First time playing out there, and it, it's a short par four, right? Because it's it kind of goes down a little bit. It's got the 150 pole right there, and then the green's off to the left, down to the left, right? Well, we're playing there, and my buddy said he hadn't played there since, I think he said, like, 98. And then oh, yeah, is, that was this, the old course. <laughs> and this is my first time, right? So we're right. there. You know, we, I hit three hybrid. We both lay up to about, you know, slightly past the little 150 mark, right? And uh, I'm zapping. I'm zapping the pin and I'm like, damn, it's like 182. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. shoot, 182. And my buddy's like, okay, I got, I think I got like 176. So I take out my three hybrid. I freaking pipe one. I get on the green and I'm like, man, I'm feeling good about myself. Well, next thing you know, we look, that's the whole, that's the green for hole three. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, well, I said, I said, I hit, I hit one of the best shots of my life. You know, the course did have a redesign. Uh, that was one of the changes. But number three green used to be number two green. Um, so it was built up the the land, and it wasn't it didn't go down towards the water as much. But yeah, it was actually it used to be a pretty beastly you know second hole of the day. It was you know four forty four fifty back in those times. It was it was tough. Uh, but yeah, number two that is everybody's favorite. Um, I get a lot of complaints about that, but just, it's difficult. I mean, like, uh, you know, you usually just hit about a 220, 240 shot off the tee. And then you got a little flick wedge to the green, to our little Island green out there. And, um, but it's just a little intimidating. You get those, you know, you get people hitting to a green, you got water surrounding it, you know, they freak out a little bit and you're like, Oh, it's just a wedge. Like I should do that. And there goes a skull, you know, there goes a <laughs> chunk in the water. Um, it, it, I've seen a lot of things happen on that hole, and I've done it too. I'm not I'm not saying I never have. Uh, I've hit it in that water a few too many times myself. Um, but yeah, no. But as far as like my favorite hole personally, I'm gonna say number thirteen, um, par four, dog legs left. Uh, to me, from the tips and the blues, like the tee shot is just the most beautiful tee shot out there. Uh, especially, you know, in the springtime, everything's real lush and green. Um, the trees are fully grown. It's just you're up top, uh, elevated tee shot, and it just goes downhill and dog legs left, and you can kind of cut it over the tree a little bit. If, if you want to be brave, go aggressive or, you know, bell out a little right just to make sure you're over that little creek. But uh, I just think it's beautiful, and that's a, that's a challenging hole. It, it it is it's a it, it's a badass hole it's a beautiful hole i think especially if you're looking at the tee box because mm. then you got the little rv you got the little rv park right there you got the pool right there and then the sun setting behind you 
you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's pretty, that's pretty Yeah, badass. it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, you do. I, I've been in that creek a couple of times right there because, because I didn't swing all the way through. But right. uh, it is a tough hole. You know, you got to go over that tree. Then you got then you got a bunker. You know, you got a bunker to the left. Uh, you got a bunker to the Short, left. Short, right yeah. Green side. And so it, it is a it is a pretty tough hole, but that I like that hole. I like that hole as well. Yeah. I'd have to say my I have to say my favorite hole is uh, as funny as it sounds. I think it is. Uh, it's eighteen. It's eighteen. That's a it's a nice par five. It's that's a that's a real pretty hole as well. Cool well, because shot. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a long hitter, and I think it was the first time I hit it. I hit into the rocks and it was dry, and it was just like brrr, boop, out, and it gave me like <laughs> it gave me like twenty more yards, and I was like. All right, I love this hole. <laughs> yeah, that's always nice when the bounces go your way for sure. All right. So why don't you tell me what's your favorite golf memory from being out there? Out there? Not, not craziest, but favorite golf memory. Honestly, my favorite golf memory has to be when I made a uh two on number nine. I made a albatross, double eagle, whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, it was a long time ago though. I, I don't have any hole in ones. I, many close you know within the next half a roll in and just haven't gotten one yet um but i do have a a double eagle and it was on number nine i think i was 19 when i did that and you know i was playing with a buddy and i hit it in the sun was setting so i was kind of blinded um but we i hit it right at it and we couldn't see it land on the green and we went looking all around all around and he went and looked in the hole and he goes dude it's in the hole and i was like i wish i would have saw it go in but still it was pretty cool you know um but yeah that's that's my yeah i would say that has to be that's a tough that's a tough hole there that nine the par four you have the tree the par that, five yeah, yeah, par, yeah. Par, i'm sorry par five yeah yeah it's par five and then you know it's it has it uh you know protecting right there that, that tree and you know it's tough but you, like you said it's it's always reach you know they're reachable there at, mm-hmm. at your facility right all right. Now, favorite golf memory in general? It has to be when uh, Curtis and I were uh, our first PGA Tour event, Valero Techs Open, um, making the cut, first ever time playing, getting to that level, and then making a cut in front of we had about 50 to 80 people, it seemed like all week, following us, uh, friends and family, and uh, having their support all week and it, it was something special. It was really cool. Um, getting to meet some of the pros, you know, you grow up watching on TV and, you know, and they're all super friendly and, you know, they're, they're in Curtis's ear and, um, giving them advice. And, um, and then even the caddies that have been out there for a while, they're talking to me, giving me little, you know, pointers here and there. And, um, it was just super cool. I, I, I couldn't describe it. I mean, it was, it, just think about it right now, like you said earlier, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Early. So it's crazy. Who would you say was probably uh, maybe the kindest to you when during that event? Jerry Kelly. Uh, Jerry Kelly was that we played with him actually on Sunday uh, that year, and um, the whole way. No, I'm sorry, that was Saturday's round, third round. Um, the whole time, I mean. I'd say all 18 holes. He was just walking with Curtis and walking with us and just talking. And we we're just going on and on about like, you know, his past and some crazy stories he may have had and, and uh, giving advice. And uh, it was actually 
pretty crazy because, you know, we made the cut there. And then the very next event was the Byron Nelson. And we actually got a sponsor's invite to that one. We didn't do too well that week, uh, but it was still pretty cool. Um, but it was great because, you know, we were actually, you know, Tuesday before the tournament. Curse is practicing around the greens, hitting pitch shots, bunker shots. And Jerry Kelly sees him, remembers him, comes up, talks to him, gives him a pointer, gives him, show him hit, hit bunker shot a little bit better. And uh, I was like, man, that's really cool. These guys are really nice. Now, maybe uh, somebody that wasn't the nicest out there. Don't don't give me this crap that oh everyone's a good guy out there because I, I've been out there as being in the media I've been out there and I hear these yeah. guys give each other a lot of crap. You know, to be completely honest with you, man, like we we've uh, played no, no, in no. three PGA Tour events. I mean, we the Canada and stuff. I'm just talking, thinking like people like you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, the three PGA Tour events, we got lucky. We got groups with good guys. I mean, we've we we might have heard some things or. Um, heard talk and stuff, but in our groups, nobody was really, everybody was really kind, man. I mean, think about it, dude, you're playing, you know, for over a million dollars every week. How, how like angry could you be? Or, you know, in a bad mood, could you be? Hey, and that's true as a resort at the J dub, you know? So hey, every week they're life changing money every week. You know, it's like, I don't know how you could be mean. So, so what was your payout that week since y'all made the cut? What was your payout? Well, so (laughs) You know, it, it's a, it was a tale of two halves. Uh, uh. We, uh, well, so first PGA Tour event, so him making the cut in his first PGA Tour event is very rare. That that doesn't hardly ever happen. Uh, just, you know, the, the experience of it all. I mean, you're going from playing with, you might play in other pro events, but the smaller tours and stuff like that. I mean, you're just playing with the other guys you're playing against, you know, in your threesome or foursome or twosome. Um, there's no fans. I mean, there might be a couple here and there that, you know, the old couple that lives at the course they're playing that week or something, just coming, you know, looking out the backyard. But um, he actually ball striking wise for the week. And he actually ranks, he, he hit more greens and more fairways than anybody that week. He led the field in ball striking for the week, but his putting was, terrible um so it could have been something really special if we got a few more of them to drop in um but you know they the course conditions are different uh they overseed with rye it was just a little bit it was his first time putting on something like that so it was a unique experience but what was the payout what did they get what he, did he, he, made, he so he did 52nd place and i think he made just short of 15 grand okay tied for 52nd uh-huh. and it's 65 and ties make the cut so i i mean I got 10% of that plus the, it was almost a couple grand that week and I got to save the JW for free. So that wasn't a bad. Okay. That that was my next, that was my next question. Did, uh, Oh, did you get to sleep in your own bed or anything like that? No, I did. I I did, um, in his room, but yeah, we had two queen size beds. (laughs) Um, Curtis is like a little brother to me, man. We've, we've grown up together. We played high school golf together, won a state championship together. We've, uh, done all these, I've caddy for him when he was a junior golfer to professional. I mean, he's a little brother. He really is a uh, little brother. I've never had. Um, and uh, no, so we have that kind of relationship. Luckily that, you know, we'll, we'll travel together and I can stay in the hotel room with him. He's cool with it. He, he prefers it, you know, that sort of thing. And that that's great for me wanting to do that. Cause that saves some money in my pocket. Um, is there any, is there any, is there any uh, cuddling going on or. 
I mean, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. you know, as a caddy, sometimes you got <laughs> a little spooning, you know, whatever's going to help make the cut, man. You know what? Hey, that's why I like you, Ben. I, whatever I like gets that. the job done, there you, you know, go. I'm man, trying to get paid too. That's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's my man. That's what I like to hear right that's there. That's fine. Now, um, some, okay, now tell me about your time in Canada because I know I, I've heard, I've had several pros on here and uh, especially teaching pros, and they always talk about the grind and talking about, mm-hmm. you know, making it and or giving them a shot, you know, or, or giving giving the game a shot. And when it's time to kind of, you know, hey, cut that cord, uh, what were some of the, the toughest times that that you and Curtis went through? Um, you know, Canada was great. Uh, we did it for three summers, um, and beautiful country. Uh, we we started in Vancouver and we went as far east as Nova Scotia. I mean, I've seen more of Canada than most Canadians, I'm sure. Um, it great great experience. Um, the roughest part probably was our second year. So our first year, um, he he played pretty well. Um, we finished, you know, we kept our card. You had to be top 75, got to keep their card. Um, I think that we were in the top 40, I think, or top 50, something like that on the money list. But um, he, the last four events of that year, he was really coming into himself, um, getting comfortable. Um, and he actually showed uh, shot the lowest round uh, on the tour that year. Um at, at the tour championship event actually shot 59 um, that last round. Um, and no, I'm sorry. It was 60, excuse me. It was 60, but it was the lowest round of the year. And um, yeah, that was pretty special. So going into that second year, you know, they're running the, you know, who, who to watch out for, for next year and da, 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 da. And, you know, he was one of the top 10 that were on the lookout or the watch out list, you know, and who could, he could advance, you know, the corn fairy type of thing. It was web.com at that point. Um, I think the pressure got a little bit to us. Um, you know, we, not like we weren't giving it our best or anything, but just kind of put a lot of expectations on our shoulders instead of just playing the game, how me and him did and how, and uh, probably just took a little too serious. I mean, golf, I mean, even at that level, it's you got to have fun, man. Uh, you, you just like we do as you know, everyday Joe blows amateurs. I mean, you, you still got to have fun. And when you make it a job and you make it too serious, it, you're not going to do good. And that just kind of happened. And we didn't do very well. We didn't keep the card for that year. And, um, we took a year off from going to Canada and then went up another year and kind of played mediocre, but, um, there's good experience. I mean, there's some guys that are on the corn Ferry and even on the PGA tour that are from that tour that we played with and, um, that are having success out there and it's a great, great start. And, um, they actually have the, he played in the Latin America tour, um, the year in between the Canada's, um, where he went down to South America, Latin America, Mexico. It was, that was pretty cool. I didn't do that one. Um, cost was a little too pricey. Uh, with those big travels going to like Brazil and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so, but the experience they get, it, it helps them for sure. And that, and I, I really believe in Canada, you get some crowds and stuff on the weekends, you know, Thursdays and Fridays, not really anyone, but you know, in these towns that you're at, it's the only 
event, the only sporting event that comes up. So some of these cities, you know, the whole town will come out and it, it's pretty cool. Uh, but they definitely get more and more experience from that. Now, uh, at, at, as being on tour and coming back, did you have the kind of that feeling of like uh, that y'all were defeated or that, uh, Hey, we gave it a shot and you know what? We can't say we didn't try. <sighs> um, man, you know, it's rough and we're actually coming up on it is key school. Um, we got key school coming up to try to get on the corn ferry. Um, couldn't do it last year cause of COVID they canceled key school for the year. Uh, no one lost their card on any of the tours. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a grind, but that's a little bit more when you're playing on a tour, that's, you know, that's one thing you're actually making money. I know key school, that's probably the hardest part of the grind. Cause I mean, you three weeks determine your whole next year and what you're going to be doing. Um, we're actually September 14th through the 17th first stage. So we're, uh, we're actually heading to Houston next Sunday uh, for first stage. But this that's by far the hardest part of it is when you've made it to final stage of Q school. And, you know, that the first year we made it to final stage, I think we missed making corn Ferry by two shots. Um, and that kind of stuff irks at you. And it, it hurts because, you know, you, you, you grind all year and you, you work all year for it. And to come up that short, it's, it's, it's rough, man. It really is. It really is gut wrenching, but, um, it's tough. It's by far, like, I've never seen anything like it. The amount of people that get in qualifying school to only so many getting a card to have a chance to even play. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, uh, as being on tour and playing in these practice rounds, what uh, has there been any like big cash games or side cash games that y'all were a part of? Yeah, you know, depending on if if you know we get together with some of his buddies when we're in Canada. Yeah, they, I mean they would do, you know, different games. Um, usually a little two on two action, or if it is just two of us, play a little one on one match play or. Um, a lot of times they do that and actually just float the caddies, the money, uh, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's happened a couple times, um, as like a little bonus type thing, or, you know, play, you know, they play for lunch, play for dinner or stuff like that. But I mean, probably the most that I can recall was probably, I think they, we did like 50 bucks a hole on one of the practice rounds type of thing. That was cool. And honestly, it was, I think there was only like 50 exchanged out of all eight after all 18. So those guys are all too, you know, it, it's crazy what separates them. I mean, you think, you think, you know, we go, you, we go out and shoot even par, or, you know, couple over or couple under. We're like, oh man, we're, we're pretty good. And no, 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 no. it's, it's not even <laughs> close, man. It, it's a whole nother different level. And yeah, it's pretty neat. I got Ali Trevino right here. If I'm not mistaken, this is Tyler's chick right here. Ali Trevino. I want to be like Ben <laughs> when I grow up. <laughs> She's a stud, dude. She's a she stud. is a stud. Yeah, stud, I actually, man. I actually know her husband very well. Uh, we is he a good golf? Is he a good golfer? Because he's got to be a cool dude. Because hey, he's oh, TJ's TJ's the greatest. He was. I, I worked with him at Briggs Ranch back like in 07, 08. and uh, we were in the cart staff together. And man, he, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Just a real cool, down to earth dude. And yeah, no, I've met his wife a few times, and uh, she's actually now a helping out with our lady of the lake. She's an assistant now, I think. Yes. Okay. So, I, pl yeah. I, I, pl I played uh, with her in a scramble with uh, one of the alums mm -hmm. uh, who, again, you know, cause he's good buddies with Arnie 
right. you know, the, the head men's and women's coach, the head men's and women's coach. Right. And uh, we played together in a scramble. I, I sucked. Like, I totally sucked. But, damn, we played all her freaking drives and a lot of her shots because, hey, she is a female. So she hits, oh, yeah. from, she hits from up forward. And, man, she smashes. And she just came back from, I think, uh, from the golf club at Houston, if I'm not mistaken, for qualifying for uh, mid-amp. Right, and, right. And I saw so that. Like, she made it, and that's that's really awesome. Allie, good luck to yeah. that, by the way. Oh, man. Um, it, it, good, and yeah. she's good people, too, man. Like, Absolutely. You know what? Uh, Her and TJ here. just won our big tournament, our two-step. We had the Calcutta and stuff. They just, just actually won that event. So did my but so did my buddies. They they think they tied for first, Jeremiah Sierra and oh, Chris okay. Jones. They, uh, okay. It, they won the – they must have won the shootout then. Because they they must have tied for first, and then they go to a shootout. Yes, and they Ali and them must have won the shootout because that's like the extra cherry on top. So that's probably what it was. Right here, um, I got. I, I think this is Mrs. Reed. Uh, ben is the best. He makes Alistation special. So now everyone does. We're all good. I like that. I, I do think. I think. I do think everybody's got a big part in it. Ask Ali how she made out in the two. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, just, you just did it. You just answered that. You just answered yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they made out good. Unfortunately, I was a little under the weather, so I missed that event. And I, that, that's the first one I've ever missed. And no, it's a fun time. It's a good tournament. That one in our Triple Crown tournament, I, those are just a blast. Now, in speaking about the course, uh, you have mm -hmm. a great restaurant located and attached to y'all, Juliana's. What is your go-to menu item on there? Oh, because, because menu I'm item? I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to tell you. Well, I don't know. You might have a special secret menu, whatever, you know, because, hey, because you are Ben, you know, you are the director. No, 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 well, no, I'm going to no. tell you. I think I had it was called the Bandito. And I think, Bandito, it, was, yeah. I think it was a brisket sausage grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Dude, Dude, it's okay. huge. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Like, I just, I said, you know what? I, I do not like being defeated, you know, and I said, I'm going to take this bad boy down. And you know what? It got me. I had to take. Yeah, no I had way. to take. I had to take it home. Yeah. I had to take it home. But I'm just like every sandwich there. It's like it's it's just too, it's too much. You know what? Yeah. Okay, that, that's my negative comment about the place. It's, it's too much food. <laughs> too, much too much food. Much food. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chef James Herrera. I mean, he's the owner. Julianas. He's class act. Great guy. Um, he's. We. They came over about what three years ago now, maybe four. Um, I'm so bad with dates. Um, but he came up there and I mean, he, he just fit in like a glove. I mean, we, he's just, he's family just like everyone else. And, but yeah, his food is great. I mean, it was voted best restaurant in Medina County. Uh, we got best golf course in Medina County, but, um, so that kind of works out in our favor. We got, you know, that, and, uh, but yeah, his food's solid, but I mean, I got, as we far got your as meal my right favorite here. Dish, we got your meal right here. There it is. Ben loves a Caesar salad with grilled chicken. Now yeah, it's the that is true. Bacon. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yep, the hell Caesar and then uh, turkey bacon wrap. That's that's what. As far as like a dinner though, like the creamy Cajun chicken pasta is very good. Golf movie. Oh, Ten Cut. Who's who are you in that it has movie? Has to be Ten Cut. Roy what, McAvoy. Roy McAvoy. All right. Oh, for sure. My man, I like that. Movie. I'm more of a Romeo character. I'm more of a Romeo <laughs> kind of guy. What a great, what a great movie! Now tell me, uh, what's something that we, as uh, you know, customers and uh, golfers, do not know about the course that uh, you know you would like to let everybody know? 
That's a great question. Something about the course that nobody knows about. You know, uh, other than having bent grass greens, which is pretty fairly uncommon in South Texas, we, we oversee with bent, and it, with the airflow up there, it kind of keeps our greens that way, and the bent really never re really fully dies off. Um, other than that, though, like not nothing, nothing really comes to mind. I, I do totally agree that uh, having bent grass greens, that's not something that a lot of people play, especially at, a, a you know, our public courses. Uh, it's, it's mostly, you know, pro like higher end courses. I know Briggs has bent, you know, uh, bent grass greens. And uh, it, it is, it, like you stated, you stated that, that it's the putting and the greens y'all have is kind of like its own, the only protection y'all have on the course, you know, and the wind. And so I would say that that is, uh, that's, that's, that's something good that you, people might not know. Now, craziest story, craziest story that you've ever been a part of there at the course that you've heard about, craziest story. Um, I don't know if I should be saying this, but uh, now back in the high school days, it was, you know, one of my old high school teammates um, were playing number eight, the par three, and there's three little trees right by the tee box there. Uh, they're tiny and... Uh, well, he had he had been struggling hitting his irons that day, and if he he said if he had hit another one off the toe, he's gonna wrap that club around the tree. And uh, sure enough, uh, hit it off the toe, and he ran straight over there and just wrapped it around. And I'd never seen anything like it. And then the other one would be actually on the same hole, trying to do Happy Gilmore, this dumb sixteen-year-old. Um, actually with one of our uh, female golfers on the, the, the high school team. And I actually hit the golf ball right at the neck and the club head and the club head went flying in the water and my ball just stayed right there, you know, to where I could go grab it. But yeah, no, that's probably the craziest thing I've ever dealt with out there. Well, I'm about to show you a picture and just tell you a little, a little story here. Uh, let's see right here. I'm going to, there you go. Stop cam right there. Okay. So right there, I have my buddy CJ Hinkle right here. He's one of my blue collar bros. <laughs> um, this was whole this is the tree right there by the green on hole seven. Now right. uh there, there's two there's two stories right here. We were playing in the skins game, and uh okay, uh, the one story that initial story that I heard was uh the ball was stuck up there, he went to go climb up there, and he he hit it out. And he saved par, all right? He hit it out and saved par. No way. All right, okay. The other, the, the, the true story, I think, is from what I'm, from what I'm gathered from all my, bro, all my bros, is that uh, he got upset, he threw his wedge up in the tree, and sure enough, it got stuck. Mm. <laughs> and so, uh, so, he, so he came back and, uh, you know, he had to get it. He had to get it. You know, he had to, hey, man. Hey, I'm glad he was able to get it. <laughs> and it was funny, it's, though. But you know, it's it's the most humbling game you'll ever play. Let's see right here. <laughs> there you go. Look, uh, that night we lost the golf cart after a huge tournament. It took us two hours to find it. Turned out one of the golfers took it to the RV oh. park. <laughs> oh, really? No, that's that, that's what that's what Miss Reed oh, was Oh, that's saying. what it said. Okay, now it just yeah. came through. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I do actually remember that. 
I, yeah, she, I was, I had to go back to the course, go look for it. And then, yeah, went over to the RV park and they had taken it over there to go drink with some people or something like that. And it was like, guy, like, I mean, it's been dark for almost an hour, but that's a good thing. Hey, at least, at least you got it back. Right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please visit my website, www.nothingobgolf.com. You can hit me up on different forms of social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Nothing is OB is my handle. Also, please check out my YouTube channel, Nothing is OB, South Texas Golf Podcast. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Please click the subscribe button. You can leave a comment, rate, and review. It's how it helps me grow the podcast. I truly thank you for all your support. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is obese.